So let's kick it off, I think. Laura, I'm going to hand it straight over to you. Um, I'll be here if you need anything and have a good call. Thank you so much, Jim. And Ross is a fantastic speaker and also just a very enthusiastic and great guy to get to know. So I encourage all of you that go to Dallas to meet him in person. He is just a really great guy. Um, also, all of those new wine types, that's fantastic. I heard some new names and I heard some names who've been with us for quite a while. So it's just great to hear that some people are still having success with direct sellers and that we've got some new blood coming in that's having success. So that's just fantastic. Now, um, I've been doing, my name is Laura Williams. If I haven't met you, I've been doing compliance in the direct sales industry since 2005. Um, I was recruited back in 2017 to come work for direct sellers when uh, Kevin Ralston moved our uh, corporate headquarters to Kansas City. So been here ever since. Love it. Love all of you. you there's a special kind of person who, you know, decides to sign up with DC and just, I think you guys are just fantastic and, and just, I love you all. And, and I'm so envious of your ability to just get out there and do your thing. So I'm also excited to let you know that our national sales director, Vanessa Jackson, um, will be on the call. She will be announcing the road to Dallas winners later after the call. Um, I believe these winners get a free ticket to Dallas Uncorked. And also I think they're entered into a raffle for a private dinner with Kevin and Ann Ralston. So that's pretty exciting. Um, also wanted to let you know that we will be posting some updated Canada FAQs and updated Wine Tribe memos and FAQs um, in the back office this week. Also, the Canada Comp Plan will be coming soon. Um, but as I go through some of my comments today, I will kind of throw in some of the more often questions that I've been receiving about Canada um, to address some of those. And, and of course, at the end, we will take some more questions from you. So um, if for some reason you can't stay for the entire thing or you don't get your question answered, then you can reach out to me at compliance at directsellers.com and I'll be happy to get an answer for you. Let me start by just kind of reviewing what the purpose of the compliance department is. Um, we're here to make sure that both you and the company operates fairly and ethically um, in the practice and operation of our businesses. Uh, you know, we have to make sure that we don't uh, participate in any deceptive or false or misleading, you know, representations with regard to consumers or with regard to recruiting people. Um, we want to make sure that, that our reps don't make any false statements or promises or income testimonials, which are intended to mislead customers or prospects. And, you know, basically we're here to make sure that everyone follows the company's policies and procedures. Those are posted in the back office. And if you're new or if you've never had a chance to review those, please, it's, it's important to take a few minutes. I know, you know, legalese, it's not fun to, to read through legal documents, but that explains what your obligations are. And it's important to be familiar with, with what the company's policies and procedures are that we expect, you know, all of our reps to adhere to. Um, we also want to make sure that the company and its reps comply with all, you know, requirements of the law related to our industry. And there's a lot of regulations out there to make sure that we are operating in the best way possible and that we are, you know, adhering to those ethical principles I talked about. So that's basically what my job is. And I will be happy to ever answer any questions you have if ethical issues come up or just questions about policies feel free to email me at compliance at directsellers.com. I try to get back with everyone within 24 hours, so that should be not a problem. Um, I love hearing from you too, and I love hearing what you guys think and what's on your mind. So let me start by talking a little bit about how 
you know, I feel, uh, you know, drug sellers should be introduced when you're introducing uh, this club to, to new people. I, I personally think starting with your, your family and friends with a wine social is the best. You know, how do I define, how do I introduce drug sellers to them? Well, you know, first off, remember that you sell wine club memberships. Um, you don't sell wine, you sell wine club memberships and you build teams of other representatives to do the same, AKA wine tribes. <laughs> you're not a franchise owner. Um, you're not hiring people. Um, sometimes reps get a little bit sideways when they say that, you know, I have an opening or I wanna hire a new person for my team. This is not an employment opportunity. This is an independent contractor opportunity. And you and your team have the freedom to operate your business and give it the most, that, most time that you want or the least time that you want. It, it's your freedom. Nobody is going to control what you do like in an employment opportunity. Um, do you get paid to drink wine? No, you don't. <laughs> I've seen that around a few times on advertisements. You know, come get paid to drink wine. That's not really a, um, an honest statement and, and probably one that we would ask you to take down. Um, you get paid to sell wine club memberships. Um, you get paid on commissions. So, uh, you know, when you're out there promoting your business, it's tempting to see what other people are doing, but don't always assume that everything that you see on the internet has been approved. So be creative, you know, don't just copy whatever other people do, you know, come up with your own ideas. And if you, and if you don't know if it's within compliance or not, submit it to me and say, Hey, I have this idea. This is what I want to do. What do you think? Is it within compliance? I'll be happy to review it. I just want to, you know, just reiterate that everything you see on the internet has not been approved through compliance and it may not be compliant. So don't just assume because you see somebody else doing it that it's necessarily the right thing to do. You know, be creative, do your own thing and reach out to me if you need some guidance. So let me throw in a couple candidate questions here. Um, I, I've got the the question often, what provinces are available for pre-enrollees? I think you guys, most of you know this, but um, we're gonna be launching in British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and PEI, Newfoundland and Labrador on day one. Um, got a lot of questions about Quebec and that will be next. Now it's not ready yet, but we want you to continue to have your pre-enrollees pre enroll in Quebec. There's a lot of hoops we have to jump through there, including translation, business licenses, um, just a lot more regulatory intensive in Quebec. So continue to pre-enroll. If you've had people that have pre-enrolled in Quebec, you know, keep them as a pre-enrollee. Understand that they will not be brand partners on day one when we launch in Canada. But the more people that pre-enroll in, in Quebec, the, the quicker we'll be able to get it off the ground. So. Just keep that in mind. They're not gonna lose their account, but they are gonna stay pre-enrollees until we're ready to launch there. Now for our friends in Yukon, Nunavut, and Northwest Territories, we're gonna have to gauge the interest in the prospective uh, members there. So if you could you know, ask those leads, if you have any leads in those territories to call into member services, we've got lists going for those provinces. And when we do have enough interest there, then we will um, proceed to pre-enroll and launch in those three territories. So for the most part, um, like I said, Quebec people, they can pre-enroll now, but they will not be able to be brand partners at the launch of Canada 
at the very first launch. They will have to remain pre-enrollees until we're ready to go in Quebec. We don't have that go live date just yet. I know we're working intensively on it. We don't have the launch city dates yet, but those should be um, announced very shortly. So again, we talked a little bit about how do we present the direct sellers opportunity. That social gathering in your home um, is a great way to start. Invite people you know to learn more about direct sellers, make a list of your family and friends to share. Um, go to get with your upline and get suggestions from them. You know, I've had people ask me, well, what if my upline is not engaged? Well, that's a very good question. Um, there are some really great training materials. Uh, I saw some on uh, Facebook that Ann Ralston did. It's called Growing to Greatness. It's a series of training on how to grow your business and host wine socials. Um, that's a great place to start. Also, our new national sales director, Vanessa, we can reach, have you reach out to her. She's got just a wealth of experience in sales, and I'm sure she would give you all kinds of tips on how to grow your business. Um, but at that first wine social or at a wine social, um, I definitely recommend that you take the opportunity to present the opportunity, the presentation about the opportunity at Direct Sellers first. You know, describe the business, talk about um, the opportunity and <clears throat> the history and get all the information out there before you start pouring the wine. <laughs> because I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody call me and say, well, I had this wine social, but it kind of went sideways because everybody got a little tipsy before I started talking. <laughs> so let's kind of reverse that and let's do your presentation first. And then you can move on to like a half inch or one inch wine pours to share the wine. But let's try not to get everybody tipsy before you're even ready to present your opportunity because it's going to be really hard to um, stay focused after that. There's also some resources in the back office about hosting a wine social. So check out back there. Um, again, we're going to have some updated resources on Canada in the back office very, very soon. Um, another question I've gotten recently is about uh, the non-product rep option in Canada. Um, this, the way that we design our comp plan and our program, we try to make sure that to the extent possible, our plan, direct seller's compensation plan, is the same in all countries. However, when we consult with our legal counsel and at various countries, we are told that we can't do certain things. So the in Canada, the non-product rep option is not going to be an option. You will need to have a map to qualify to get your commissions. Um, the, the three and free program will be available for reps in Canada. However, we're still trying to get approval. Kevin was trying to get um, that last minute yes or no from attorneys on Friday, and I don't think that they responded on if the customers would be able to do three and free in Canada. Um, for example, in Australia, we wanted to be able to give the customers the opportunity to have the three and free program, and our attorneys said no. So in Canada, or I'm sorry, in Australia, that's not an opportunity. We're still pushing to hope that our Canada customers can have the three and free. So we will let you know that just as soon as possible. We were hoping to have an answer today, but I don't have that yet. Um, I've also been asked how much is the Canada VIP customer program when we do launch that? Because as you know, right now, you can only pre-enroll brand partners. Um, once we do open it up for customers, it'll be the $35 annual fee. You as a rep will get the $27.50 bonus for every customer you bring in when they first sign up. Um, that's a great opportunity. Uh, US, US, in the US, uh, it's $25 uh, 
and they get a $20 bonus. In Canada, it's $35 and you get a $27.50 bonus. And then that is a recurring annual fee, which covers expenses to keep the main to keep the program going and maintain the program. You will continue to get commissions on that customer as long as they're, you know, getting their monthly sales or making their purchases. Um, that bonus is a one-time bonus, so keep that in mind. Okay, so who can join direct sellers? Well, anyone um, in U.S. over the age of 21. In Canada, it's 18. Uh, U.K., Australia, it's 18. Keep in mind, you can only have one account per individual or per, per social security number, per social insurance number, per business tax ID number. So one account per individual. Um, if you decide that you uh, want to cancel, the policies say that you need to maintain a six-month waiting period before you come back to change your sponsor. Um, you can always come back to the same sponsor, but if you want to change your sponsor um, and get somebody new, you have to wait. Um, this is a industry standard and it's something that is highly recommended and suggested by all of the DSA organizations that we maintain that six month um, waiting period without doing that by allowing people to change sponsors without that waiting period. It really disrupts the integrity of, of the organization. It's not an ethical um, situation and it's frowned upon by direct selling regulators. There are very few exceptions where we would allow that. So keep in mind um, when you pick a sponsor, <laughs> that that's going to be your sponsor. And if you decide to, that you need to change sponsors, you will have to wait out for six months. Um, it's also really important that as a direct seller uh, member, you provide training and leadership to your team. Um, because if you don't teach them the right way, somebody out there is going to teach them the wrong way. I guarantee it. Um, you providing leadership to your members, it's going <clears> to, <throat> it's going to create momentum for them, momentum for them. Three, you know, use three-way calls, wine socials, go to events, Help them with recruiting and prospecting and closing new prospects. Um, it's very important that people feel connected and some leadership from you. So I do encourage you to stay involved with your recruits and keep them engaged in the business. Um, if you feel like someone teaches you something that doesn't seem legitimate or it seems immoral or, or unethical, you don't have to feel like a tattletale. <laughs> you can contact me. I will always keep your name anonymous. I don't disclose, you know, my sources, but I need to know if there's people op operating out there that are not being honest, that are being unethical, you know, report it. Let me know what's going on. You can email me at compliance at directsellers.com. I will be happy to look into it, investigate it, and try to, you know, get a handle on that. But understand that we as a company are responsible for the behavior of our reps. And if they're out there doing something that's unethical or illegal or immoral, then that's a, not only just a reflection on direct sellers business, but we can be held legally responsible for what our reps do. Even though you're independent contractors, we can still be responsible for what, for what you do. Okay. So what is a wine tribe? <laughs> I've been asked that a lot. Well, the great news is, is that uh, there is a FAQ that was sent out on, if you check your emails on July 30th, there's an FAQ there. Uh, we're also going to update that and post that in the back office this week. Um, there is some variability by company, but keep in mind, building wine types is the way that you are going to maximize your earnings in this business. And the, the consistent um, theme across all countries is that you have to be active, which means your monthly map. You have to have a team and you have to have at least 500 in business volume in the prior month. So that's is how you qualify for a wine tribe. But there's a lot of 
um, questions about wine tribes, a lot of answers in that FAQ that was sent out on July 30th that we will also post in the back office. Um, that is a big part of the Canada Comp Plan, which will also be posted soon in the back office once it is finalized by our attorneys. Commissions and bonuses do vary slightly among the company, among the countries. So um, there is, you know, a different bonus paid for a, a PWL versus a PWLE in both countries. All of those things will be laid out in the uh, in the compensation plan. But if you have any questions about it, um, please call our call center, member services, or email them at memberservices at directsellers.com. Again, we're always happy to answer those questions. Okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the concept of a protected prospect. So right now, there's a lot of recruiting going on in Canada. There's a lot of buzz. There's a lot of people interested. Um, a protected prospect is someone who they've already been introduced to direct sellers by someone else um, in the last 60 days. 60 days is pretty much the parameter, the guideline you need to use to know if somebody's protected. So what that means is that somebody from direct sellers is already working with them. They may have already presented the, the opportunity to them, invited them to a wine social, um, sat down with them about the opportunity. If you are recruiting someone, it's important that you find out, are they already working with another you know, brand partner? And the same for you. I mean, it's kind of the do unto others concept because if you're working with someone and you find out that they met another direct sellers member and that member recruited them and signed them up, that would be very hard to swallow. <laughs> So we have the concept of a protected prospect, which is a concept that all, almost all direct selling companies use, that that is your person. If you've, if you've recru been recruiting them, been presenting the opportunity with them within the last 60, minutes, 60 days, that is your person. So if somebody comes along and tries to take them away, that's really stealing your prospects. So, so it goes both ways. You don't want somebody taking your prospects and you need to be kind and not take somebody else's prospects. So it's important when you are dealing with someone who's very interested in the opportunity to inquire, you know, have you heard about direct sellers before? Has someone been working with you? Has someone been recruiting you or teaching you about the opportunity and respect that person? Now, there might be a situation where, yes, they've met another person, but they've met you and they like you better or whatever. And, you know, if that becomes a situation, it's very rare. Um, but if that becomes a situation where someone says, yeah, I met somebody, but I'd really rather sign up with you, be respectful, contact that first person, contact that first person who tried to get you um, to join and explain the situation. Say, hey, you know, thank you for presenting me the opportunity. Um, I would like to sign up with this other person and make sure that everybody's on the same page and everybody agrees because, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to step on other people's toes and we don't want to we don't want to take away someone who somebody's worked really hard to recruit to have somebody else come along and take them away. So if there's issues with that, you know, give me a buzz, send me an email. I can try to be a mediator with you <laughs> to try to work on it. But right now with all the buzz in Canada, all the recruiting going on, all the new people signing up, there's going to be some issues where some of your prospects have, have worked with other people. So just keep in mind that if they have worked with another person in the last 60 days, that is the other person's person. So you should respect that. And if you have any questions about that, again, you know where to reach me. I'll be happy to answer that. Okay. Next thing I want to talk about is cross-recruiting. All of our favorite topics, right? So what is cross-recruiting? So cross-recruiting is when you present other business opportunities to your direct sellers. 
members, to um, people on your teams and people on other teams. Now, let's be clear. It is okay if you want to join another company, if you want to represent another company, you know, if you want to have multiple streams of income, that is certainly your prerogative. Where you get sideways with compliance, where you get sideways with your colleagues and your other direct sellers members is when you start presenting those opportunities to other people's to other people in the direct selling community. Um, you know, there's that concept, the grass is always greener. So everybody's always looking for another opportunity. But, the, you know, I talked about the rules being different in different, in different countries. Let me tell you for, for an example in Australia. In Australia, you cannot present other opportunities to any other direct sellers member, even if it's your level one person. So keep that in mind. Australia is very restrictive. That's the rules that were given to us by our attorneys in Australia. In the United States and Canada, you are allowed to present other opportunities, but only to your level one people, okay? Your people that you brought into this company. So think about that. If you met someone at Direct Sellers that you would never have met, oh, sorry, <laughs> there goes a dog. Um, <laughs> if you met someone through Direct Sellers that you would never have met other than the fact that you were introduced them through a friend of a friend at Direct Sellers. Oh, hi, Sophie. Hey, Sophie's gonna say hi. Hey, hi. Um, so that person is off limits. Um, that is not someone that you can present other opportunities to. Uh, it is not your personally sponsored person. You cannot cross recruit them to join another business opportunity. Um, same goes with your level twos and level threes and, and, their, and their level twos and their level threes. You cannot, present other opportunities to those people who are not your personally sponsored people. And let me just tell you, cross recruiting can destroy a company. It can destroy your business. We've seen it happen. Um, it's, it's really sad because you worked really hard and, and we go back to that, to that concept of treat other people the way you want to be treated. You know, you're coming into this business, you're working hard, you're growing a team. How are you going to feel if you find out in a couple weeks, that some Joe and some other team in some other state is contacting your people and, and distracting them and wanting them to join another business, you would be crushed, I'm sure. So in the same way that you would be crushed, you should not do it to somebody else. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like harp on it too much. It is something I feel very passionate about um, because I love direct sellers. And when I see people come in and try to take our people and distract them from what they're doing, and sign them up to other businesses, it makes me really angry <laughs> and passionate. So um, I'm sorry, I'll get off my soapbox on that. Um, but if you do have any questions um, about cross recruiting or things that you're seeing or things that you wanna report, again, I will keep things confidential. I will not discuss your name. Um, I do need to see the evidence, whether it's an email that people have sent to your people, whether it's a, a Facebook post that they've you know, sent to your people, um, or if someone was recruited directly by phone, you know, have them reach out to me by email and say, who called them? And, you know, what did they say? I have to have that evidence to be able to pursue it. But my job is to protect you and it's to protect your business. And if somebody's out there trying to raid your business, I want to help you. So keep that in mind, um, both for your own business and for growing your business and not reaching out to other people. So, Okay. We'll get off that topic. I know it's a tough topic. Um, let me answer a couple other random Canada questions I had. Uh, one of the questions I got was, 
Would customers and brand partners be able to pick up their orders from their warehouse to avoid shipping charges? Um, at this time, no. Uh, our, our current warehouse is going to be in Alberta. As we grow, that may, that may change. We may have more than one warehouse. But that's not in the plans currently. But we are researching to see if that's going to be a possibility. So if that's a possibility, we will definitely make it happen. We just have to see if that's something that's even going to be feasible. Will there be a French translation for the website? Um, when we open in Quebec, yes. So uh, that is a requirement, I believe, to operate in Quebec is to have a, a French translation. So that would be at the time that we open there. Um, again, we're not shipping or accepting memberships in Quebec at this time. However, um, we are still accepting pre-enrollees. Um, I've gotten the question, will some of the wine labels be in French or the tasting notes? Um, only things that are uh, that are required to stay in compliance legally. We have wine compliance partners that we partner with in Canada to make sure that our wine labels are compliant. Some of those wine labels will be required to have some French translation on them. So only to the extent that the <clears throat> that the French translation is required on the wine labels, you will see some of that, but you will not see the uh, the 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 translation of the website or the comp plan into French until we are actually ready to go live in Quebec. Uh, one final question I got uh, recently was, can, can we bring guests to the launch tour events in Canada? So uh, the answer would be no, unless they have a ticket. So make sure they get a ticket. Um, but the only way to get a ticket is you have to pre-enroll. Now um, you can get a ticket and pre-enroll. It's not, um, what's the word? It's not set in stone if they later decide that they go to the launch event and it's not for them and they don't want to continue with their enrollment. We do give the opportunity. I think we've, we're going to give like a four day window when we're ready to launch in Canada and we will send out an email saying, hey, we're ready to go. You got four days.